This following episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by this amazing sponsor. Recon 2017 is coming up in early May. Hosted by Historical Miniatures Gaming Society, South Chapter. This weekend-long all-gaming convention runs from Thursday, May the 4th through Sunday, May the 7th. The show will be held at the Park Inn by Radisson Resorts and Conference Center on U.S. Highway 192, almost next door to Disney. There will be nine four-hour sessions of gaming across the weekend focusing on historical war games, but also including fantasy and sci-fi war games, role-playing games, and even some board games for a total of well over 100 different game events. Special guest for the convention is writer and game designer Howard Whitehouse, who will be running a couple of games of his own and also joining a few others as a fellow player. There will be over 300 gaming hobbyists with whom to share a table and about a dozen and a half vendors on site ready to commit commerce and a wild and woolly Friday night flea market packed with great deals. Don't miss out on a great weekend of gaming in our own backyard. For more information, including pre-registration and hotel reservations, visit hmgs-south.com. Grove Roots Brewing Company, the official beer sponsor of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. Find them in downtown Winter Haven, Florida. They're also on Facebook.com forward slash Grove Roots Brewing and GroveRoots.com. Don't forget the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce sent Hello, Antoinette. Yeah, we back in the fact. Don't know you had a long day, but let us inject. Sit back, relax, and have some cold beer. Gotta pay a few bills. Yeah, we're all clear. And let's do so on the loose. You know the tag team champs. Man, we get the biggest pop when we hit the ramp. The outlaws of the new age. And we still got love for the retro ways. You know, Nintendo, Sega Genesis, so many systems. Your Dreamcast and reminisce. So pull back the curtain and hit the booth. Cause it's the Happy Hour Podcast with Johnny and Duke. Yeah. Hello, Internets. My name is Johnny Womack. Of course, I've got my main man, Deuce. What's going on, buddy? Hey, man, we're at Super Sci-Fi Bartow. We are. And uh, you guys may remember last year, we had a good friend of ours, a good guest on the show last year, Mr. Chuck Dixon. Yep, and, and it is an honor and a privilege to have you again, sir. Oh, so well, thank you. Thank you. We're happy to have you back on. And this is uh, your second year? Third yeah, year? Yeah, second, second year second here year. at Sci-Fi Bartow. It's a really cool event. And uh, you're you're over uh, at the uh, Main Street Comics and Memorabilia. That's where you're yep, setting up Yep, they got me shop. indoors. Awesome. Good to <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I figured you'd like that. Because last year, were you inside or were you outside last year? I was year? inside. Okay. Last year, it was hot. hot. Yeah, <laughs> hot. Well, it was hilarious because the same thing happened last year that happened this year. Because I got here like at 7 o'clock. Super cold in the morning. Like I've still got my sweater and he does too sitting in yeah. our hoodies. And then it warm up. And now what do you think it is? It's, it's got to be in the 70s at yeah. least. Yeah, it's going to get to like 82 yeah. today I think. Yeah. But a beautiful breeze. It's a it great is. day in Florida. It, it yeah. is a great day in Florida. And uh, we wanted to talk to you uh, because uh, you got a new book that's a... Uh, <laughs> it's a coming. It's a coming. <laughs> so we're excited to hear about it. Why don't you tell the listening audience what, uh, a little sneak preview of what, what the book's about. Well, Graham Nolan and I are being reunited on um, our son, Bane, our character we <laughs> created back in the 90s for Nightfall. We're being reunited for a 12-issue, uh, what they call maxi-series okay. uh, that is Bane-centric. It's called Bane Conquest. Oh, well, that sounds awesome. 
Now, it's explain a, that term to me. You said it's a Baxi series. What What does that term a, mean? A, a Maxi series is, well, they hate saying limited. They usually say limited series instead yeah. of mini series. Yeah, right. sounds diminutive. Yeah, right. uh, Maxi series is usually anything over six issues. Oh, so in other okay. words, they're going to get more than one trade out of this. Yeah, <laughs> okay, awesome. Because that's where the money is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. the trades. Yeah, the, mo- the money is more maxi. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> more maxi, more money. <laughs> well, I'm I'm really excited about it. And speaking of things I'm excited about, because I think it was the number one movie this past weekend was Lego Batman, oh. and you got a big shout out at the end, which I thought was amazing. Yeah, that shocked me. I, people told me I, my name got thrown up there on the on the big yeah. screen. So that's very very cool. Yeah, it was like all over the internet. We were like, oh my god, look at that. Yeah. It's it's awesome. Well, I think that that was a real good move on their part because they gave a special thanks to every single creator that created any character in that movie, yep. which they had pretty much the whole uh, rogues gallery, like everybody from, you know, Calendar Man, the, like the really obscure ones that you didn't think they had in that movie. Which so, is really neat. So, um, but it's cool. being as big as Bane is in the mythos now of Batman, yep. I I figured they had to give you some sort of shout yeah. out or something. It was nice love. to get the nod. It was nice to see all those other names up there yeah. too, yeah. Gardner Fox and people like that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Uh, yeah, it's uh, you know, it's great to see where the the Batman franchise has kind of evolved over the years, and and like, who would have known like that Lego movie? I mean, sure, Legos. People love Legos, but like that Lego movie really blew up, and people were like, that Batman character, we need to have a Batman Lego movie. And of course, they had the Lego games, of course, that did that do really well. But it's just it's the tops in the box office. People are talking about it. It's it's up there, and people are just loving it. And it's awesome just to see kind of like that you, you your lineage, your history is even a part of something like Lego Batman. It's awesome. It's really well, cool. Well, the thing is, I mean, it's you know, Bat- Bane's appeared in cartoons. He's yes. appeared in in movies and stuff. But it's really the public that elevated him. Um, especially, I mean, the, the the last movie, of course, did a lot and made him a household name. But it's really the games, both Lego and the and the multiplayer games, right. that have really elevated them because people are they, they want more Bane. I mean, and, and thank God for Lego, they include him in everything. Yeah, every, every single game, even yeah. if it's not Batman centric, Bane's there. Yeah. So. Which have you actually seen the little Bane minifigure they made? Because he's like twice as big as a normal one. He's yeah. huge. I'm always glad to see a new minifigure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure your bank account is probably glad to see it too. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Minifigure, more money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Any permutation of yeah. Bane they want to do, I'm fine with. That's awesome. Put him in a tutu. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> but it's interesting, too, because I think last year when we talked, we were talking about how there's a little bit different variations of Bane that's gone out throughout the years. You know, Because right. uh, the one, you know, like when you talk about, like, Nightfall, you know, you go back in the, the day. I mean, he was a very smart character, very in- intellectual. And then there's variations of them that you don't, like, in certain movies, which will not be named, that <laughs> he's more of like a brute, doesn't really have a lot of knowledge, and he's yeah. just more of like just a big guy, you know. And like, you you prefer more of like the intellectual, like yeah. the the one that has like the that's very you know uh, calculating and stuff like that. That's the that's the bane that you that's your favorite, your preference that you. Well, yeah, I mean that's yeah. we created him to be Batman's physical and intellectual equal. Exactly. And so you know, <laughs> that's that's an awesome bar to right. reach. Yeah. And. You know, in the new the new series, that's the way Graham and I treat him. I mean, right. that, he's our guy. We do, we do him, you know, classic Bane the way we like him. He's a chess player. You'll literally see him play chess in the nice. book, nice. which is a pretty funny scene. That's awesome. But uh, <laughs> so it's um, yeah. I mean, I you know, who wants to read twelve issues about a guy, you know, who's, who's just, just a big a thug? thug. Yeah. 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 yeah, I mean, it's just not interesting. He's got a lot more on his mind and yeah. a lot more on his plate. 
Well, yeah, so. and also it also gives you, you know, you can kind of feel for Bane, too, because, like, he has his own, you know, his what in his own mind, like, he feels like what he's doing is good, but he also, he he doesn't, he, he looks at Bat, uh, Bruce Wayne slash Batman, he looks at him like a, you know, like a conquest almost in a way, if yeah. you look at it that way. Like, yeah. he's kind of like his, like, People say Batman is the end all be all, but I I can prove that I'm better than him, that I I am better than him physically and mentally, and obviously he's proven that before in the past. But it's interesting to kind of see like how, especially with the comics, how the comics have kind of evolved Batman. Over there's been so many variations of Batman right. in the comics as well. So, uh, are you getting to like have any say in the whole in the Batman as well? Like Batman's uh, not really. We're kind of a sideshow off to the side. They okay. they the story that we created kind of leaves us out of the current continuity. Okay, like so this it's a separate Bane's, story. This is Bane's story. It's taking place in the same universe. Okay. He will interact with a couple of classic Batman characters. But this is his own, like, this is his own, story. Yeah, That's he's cool. got his own mission. He's got his own, basically, he, you know, in the way that he conquered his his cell block in prison, the way he conquered Gotham, now he's got his eyes on the world. Oh, that's and awesome. And that's, yeah. that's, that's what he's aiming at. He's going to, he wants to be the, to rule a criminal empire, cruel, a global criminal empire like the DCU has never seen before. So you kind of get to be a fly on the wall in this experience since you're being the, reading the comic. It's kind of like his, you're kind of like, all right, well, this is what he's going to be doing. Almost, not, I wouldn't call it a one shot because there's more than one issue, but right. it's like his his arc, another yeah. arc that you're creating. So that's really neat. I'm, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a, you know, it's an epic story complete in itself. That's awesome. And when, any time frame on that, do you think? What, for for release, mm-hmm. uh, May is the first issue, and it's monthly after that. Awesome! So, so go. So you get a year of Bane starting in May. That's awesome. And we're we're ahead of schedule. I'm I'm I just finished issue six. Graham's deep into issue four. Uh, they they part of our contract is to give him extra time on the artwork because he's doing pencils and inks. Oh, and, sweet. and you've seen a few of the pages. They're freaking gorgeous. They look beautiful. Yeah, yeah. it's awesome. Yeah, yeah it's, it's it's primo Graham, which is. That's as primo as it gets in my book. That's you need to go to our good friends down at Main Street Comics and Memorabilia and talk to our buddy John yep. and pre-order John it now. Yep. Go ahead and pre-order it. Get yep. it in your pull list. Get it yep. to where – because it's going to be a series that you're going to want to read because mm-hmm. I love Bane. He's probably one of my top three favorite villains just because, like you said, when he's written properly, right. he is the intellectual and the physical equal to Batman. Exactly. Because I hate it when they write him as a thug. Right. That's like, what we were saying earlier. Yeah. Like the big brute. You know, yeah. like, like, oh, I'm just think about pop. Batman and Robin. I well, well, wanted to punch myself in the face. Because yeah. it was like yeah. you could have put any thug in that role. It could have yeah. been anybody. It could have been anybody. Yeah. And you right. basically just make him a thug with a crack problem. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, That's true. Yeah. It could have been anybody, but yeah. I like it when he when he thinks he's methodical. And, and the Bane in the Dark Knight, I thought was was really no, really. I good. thought that was a yeah. better portrayal. As yeah, the, yeah, they showed him portrayal. as yeah. You know, this guy had a mind. Right. He was he was one step ahead of Batman the whole, the whole time. Was, time. Yeah, so. he wasn't just this big brute that you know wanted to you know destroy stuff. They they tried to like make him more like a juggernaut character, but a really dumb juggernaut character yeah. in that and I was like no <laughs> that's not good you know but uh but yeah no it's 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 fascinating you guys definitely need to go uh go to your local comic book shop and uh and that's uh what is it Bane Conquest Bane Conquest Bane yeah. Conquest so definitely go into your local comic book shops and support your local comic book shops yeah. first of all that's like number one that's our biggest motto is support yeah. your local comic shops go in there and uh anything else going on that you want to you got to bunch this? of books you yeah. should have seen his table you had a yeah, plethora I'm, of books. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in between comic assignments, I write novels. Right. Uh, I just released one last month. It's the fourth in my Levon Cade series. It's called Levon's Kin. 
It's basically vigilante justice. It it scratches my uh, Frank Castle itch. There you go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, nice. So it's just about a, a badass guy and his increasingly badass 11-year-old daughter making their way through the world of crime. Wow. Okay. That sounds it almost awesome. has got a little bit of a kick-ass feel with uh, Big Daddy and what was the little girl's uh, name? Hit Girl. Hit Girl. Yeah. yeah, yeah that's yeah, cool. Got a little bit of that feel. Yeah. I'm, br- yeah, I'm bringing like. I'm bringing Mary Kate along. She's yeah. getting tougher with each book. Nice. So that's awesome. Definitely got to check those out. And they can, how can they find your uh, books? Uh, Amazon. I'm Amazon. Exclusively Amazon, paperback really? and Kindle. Nice. Awesome. And uh, they do well. Uh, you know, I didn't really want to get into prose, but there wasn't as much comic work there for a while, although I got a lot of comic work now. Yeah. But, you know, so I'm fitting the novels in, you know, like one day a week, eking out a little of the novel, the rest of the time doing paying comics work. Nice. Awesome. So, Good what? time. This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by... Buster Cherry Tattoo and Boutique. Award-winning artist. Pinup and pop culture specialist. Tattoo and piercing. Permanent and temporary makeup. Hottest styles of vintage clothing. And much, much more. Find them in Bradenton, Florida and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Buster Cherry Tattoo. At 606 Manatee Avenue, Bradenton, Florida, 34205. And what's their number, Deuce? Give them a call at 941-725-4045. That's Buster Cherry Tattoo and Boutique. And don't forget to tell them that the Happy Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce sent you. This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by Retro Game Treasure. Retro Game Treasure is an amazing monthly subscription service. They send you custom tailored boxes straight to your door from the video games that you love. You go on there, you have a wish list, you have your console of choice. They'll send you games from an assortment of consoles like NES, Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, Sega CD, Sega Dreamcast, Sega Game Gear, Game Boy Color, Xbox, PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, GameCube, and many more. And what, what do the listeners of the Happy Hour get, Deuce? Put in Happy Hour in the promo box, and you'll get $2 off your order. Remember, with Retro Game Treasure, you get classic video games delivered every month. Go to RetroGameTreasure.com, pick your consoles, set your preferences, and add to your wish list. And don't forget to tell them that the Happy, Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce sent you. got anything else coming out anytime soon besides the Bane? Because I know the Bane's got to be eating up a lot of time right yeah, now. Yeah, I got I got a creator-owned series coming out sometime this year from uh, IDW called Unprepped. Nice. It's a survivalist comedy. Uh, imagine Jennifer Aniston in a post-apocalyptic comedy. That's oh, basically wow. what it is. <laughs> That's that cool. actually sounds like That sounds awesome really entertaining, idea. actually. <laughs> Sir, I think you might get somebody knocking on your door for some movie rights. Well, that's, <laughs> well, that's the plan. <laughs> <laughs> well, i got to give credit where credit is due. I love IDW. They, IDW they've done really a great, great job. publisher, they've and done. they've taken a lot of like licensed rights right. and done great things with them. They've done a lot of original great stuff, too. Well, you yeah. know. well IDW, Ted Adams, who's like the Stan Lee of yeah. IDW, I've known him since he was a 17-year-old intern at Eclipse Comics. Oh, wow. The guy's awesome. One of the only people in comics I trust on a handshake. Mm-hmm. And IDW is the only comic book publisher who actually still makes money 
just publishing comics. Yeah. You know, they're moving into the entertainment with Winona Earp and the rest yeah. of the stuff. And even the way that they're doing that is revolutionary. It, that so. Winona Earp show is terrific. Now, I've never read the IDW comic, but right. the show is phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, a, that's my buddy Bo, and I'm so happy for him. I'm yeah, as happy awesome. for him as if it happened to me. The guy deserves it. That's he's awesome. worked hard, and uh, he's enjoying the... He's the reaping fruits, the riches yeah. now. Well, I think they're about ready to be shipping out season two because season yeah. one, uh, God, that was like six, eight months ago. Yeah. But we got to be getting season no, two. No, they're soon. deep in the work on it up there in the snows of Canada. Nice. So, yeah. But yeah, Bo's, you know, it, it's such a trip for Bo. You know, yeah. All he was concerned about was would he make enough money to put a new roof on his house? Right. That's now, the kind now of guy. He's, he's like, like, I got enough money, yeah. I can buy a new house. That's yeah. the kind of guy Bo is. That's he's awesome. just an awesome guy. That's and great. it's so great to see something like that happen to somebody that's you know, awesome. that I know. Yeah, that's got to be a really good yeah. feeling to see your but friends as well. But that's got to be awesome to uh, step back a little bit as a creator to have something like you make this book and you make it especially like a Winona Earp, which is kind of an original idea, an original story. It's not, you know, something tied to anything else. Right. And then have somebody go, I want to buy this because I want to make a TV show or a movie off your own original idea. That's got to be phenomenal as a writer. Well, it's, it's, it's kind of like. It, 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 it's kind of like delirium because, you know, I, both Bo and I, over the course of our careers, you, know, you get approached all the time by Hollywood. Yeah. And, and the first time you get approached, it's like, oh, and you've already yeah. spent the money in your head. Right. You know, but of course, over and over again, you get your heart broken. Yeah. Then you make your heart like a stone, you know, yeah. and, and, <laughs> and, and, you, and you really don't believe any of it works until the first check clears. Right. I yeah. mean, you know, we've, we've all been so close. We've all taken meetings. You know, but very few of us, you know, very few comic creators get to that Hellboy or right. that yeah. um, Kick-Ass. Right. Yeah. And that's the thing is, is I've got to think, it, being in your position, that you get these meetings. And like you said, that so many times they fall through. I'm actually, in my head, I'm thinking of chasing Amy when they so they sold the rights to their comic to get a cartoon and it never got off the ground. Right. Then one of the guys comes up to him at a comic book convention and is like, hey, I heard you guys had a cartoon that was going to come out and then something happened. And he's like... Yeah, we got like this close, and I, yeah. that's got to happen to a lot of guys. Where you take the meetings, you're like within a frog's hair away of something happening, and then bam, something falls through. Yeah, yeah it's like I hate when they announce something. Yeah, like oh, this has been optioned. Then I've got to answer questions about it. Yeah, and then for years I've got to answer questions about why it never happened. Yeah. You know? yeah, but I mean, if you only knew how many projects just fall by the wayside, it's a wonder a movie ever gets made anymore. Well, that's the only thing we're getting in this information age now, where I love it. But, A, everything's spoiled for you. You know everything before it happens. And the problem is, like you just said, they'll announce, well, so-and-so property just got option for a TV show or so-and-so got option for a movie. It's great that it got option, but there's still 100 more hurdles that's got to well, jump. And, and so the, why announce sure. it so early? The yeah. thing is that, that the word option, I hate the word option yeah. because it's usually a check for about 2000 bucks, yeah. which you know, which they found in the sofa cushions yeah. at the producer's office. Yeah. So they really don't have any skin in They don't really care they don't if have it's any made skin or not. Yeah. That's how IDW is changing it. Yeah. They're, they're, they're not doing options anymore. They're actually partnering. Yeah, you know, so they, they've got some skin in the game. The produce, production company has skin in the game. That's smart. So, yep. so it gets made. Yeah. Right. You know, because you reach a point with the money where, well, now we got to do it. Right. Yeah. But 2000 bucks. Yeah, who yeah. cares? Because, like mean, you I, said, it's probably couch cushion money for I, most of I had of those an guys. agent one time say, well, I want to represent you on this property, and I want a year deal. And I said, I'll give you a week-long deal. <laughs> I said, because this is going to happen. You're going to have lunch with your buddy from film school tomorrow, yeah. and he's in at Warner's or wherever, yeah. right. and he's either going to say yes or no. Yeah. And then yeah. 
nothing, and then you got my you, you got I'm my money for, you a, for year. a year, yeah. right. right? And he said, yeah, that's about what's going to happen. I yeah. said, so send me a dollar, and you can have it till Monday. Yeah. If anything happens, it happens, and then yeah. we're we're all rich. Right. Yeah. You know, but yeah. otherwise, I, I can't tie stuff up. Yeah. No, and I think that's smart because you're right. Like your money's tied up with the agent, but also. And I'm an idiot when it comes to this thing, so you could probably school me. Oh, I'm I as love, big an idiot yeah, as you. It's like your properties are probably tied up with that agent, too, because now you can't do anything with it. If somebody approaches you, it's like, hey, so-and-so wants to do it. Well, he didn't go through me, so. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. they want and then they want money. Right. Yeah. And they want a production credit. Yeah. So already you're going in with a deficit. Yeah. Well, my my agent wants 10000 bucks, you yeah. know, right off the top. You know, and, and he wants he wants his name in the credit. Yeah. I mean, half the time you see the movies, you go, you see a list of executive producers, yeah. you know, a mile long. Well, they're all people that might have looked at that product at one time, yeah. and they wanted a little cash yeah. to sign off on it. Gotcha. Wow. Uh, it's, it's interesting. It's, it's, like I said, it's a wonder anything gets made. Yeah. You, you go to these meetings and you want to bang your head on the table. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I mean, I was in a meeting with a freaking you know Hollywood legend. And he couldn't get them to listen to us. You know, we want to do this, we want to do that. And it's like, no, that's not how we do it. And it's like, but this guy, this guy's made billions. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And nobody listened. I mean, Tim Burton was asked once, what's what still surprises you about Hollywood? And he says, how hard it is to get something greenlit. Now, you think that Tim Burton could wake up in the morning and make a phone call and get yeah. greenlit? Right. It just doesn't happen that way. It's, it's the most frustrating process in the world. Right. I think there's too many lawyers involved. Well, there's I think, a lot of I think there's heads, a lot with parts, that, and it's yeah. just a lot in just politics, I'm sure. Yeah. Probably, well, if so-and-so brought the project, I don't like so-and-so, so now I'm going to I'm gonna poo-poo it, even though it's a great idea because yeah. it came from Jim, and I don't like Jim. Exactly. Or, you know or, what I mean? Or we can't use him because the guy representing everybody else in the movie, he's not one of his clients. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. True. So yeah. It's, it's, it's screwy. I, I, I've spent only a few days out there, and I never want to go back there again. <laughs> it's like, can't we just do this over the phone? Yeah. <laughs> you sound like a lot of people I know, especially on the creative side, because if you're not an actor, you really don't need to be there. So right. it's like, let me just Skype call this yep. in because I don't want to. I don't want to drive out there or go uh, out there or uh, deal with it. And you, you go out there, and you can feel the grasping envy in the air. Yeah. It's like everybody's on the game. Everybody's looking for. Everybody's something. on the yeah. take, basically. Yeah, and, yeah. and it's like. If I stay here a week, I'll get caught up in this. I'll yeah. start thinking the way they think. I right. gotta get out of here. You gotta go. <laughs> yep. So, well, we're glad that you're still, you know, writing and you're still doing stuff uh, that makes you happy. Because at the end of the day, that's the most important. Is what what makes you happy. Obviously, equates us fans love what you write. So, I mean, it's a it's a win win for everybody. When yeah, yeah. Because I mean, I'd sit there and do it by sit there and write it out by myself anyway. Yeah. That's just a good thing for me and my family that people enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> so we're excited about Batman Conquest. We're also excited about your uh, books and everything coming out. They need to go to Amazon.com. Go to Chuck Dixon. They need to if they're in. The vicinity of Barto, Sci-Fi Barto, they need to come out and go to Main Street Comics and Memorabilia and go check you out uh, over there. Uh, and uh, uh, you'll be uh, talking to people, taking photos, signing stuff. We'll, yep, yep. I'll s- signing. I got prints. I got books. Awesome. You come and ask me all the questions you want. Awesome. awesome. So. Well, I did have one more question for you, and that is if I gave you a magic wand and you could have any dream project you wanted, is there anything you would love to work on? If you just if you had the magic power to say okay I want to work on this property or do this thing what would it be I, I you know I my it's always the same answer with me like a multi year run on Fantastic Four oh wow you know that's that's a property that ain't had any love on it in a it while it needs some uh, it needs it needs a revamp and it, it needs does. something because the I and I think the biggest problem is is 
prime example, I think it was last year or the year before, they had the new Fantastic Four movie came out and it flopped. Did it? Did oh. What movie? The, uh, exactly. Yeah, I don't even know that. Yeah. I didn't even see it. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, but they had to make the movie because the problem was if they didn't make the movie, Fox would lose the rights they and would. the rights went right. back to Marvel. So right. literally they're like, make a movie, get it in the theaters so we don't lose these rights because Marvel That's a horrible reason rights, to make a movie, though. It's a horrible reason it to is. make a movie, but business-wise, I get it. Yeah. You do not want those rights going back to Marvel. But like, at the end of the I day... I would make a cartoon with stick figures and put it in the movie Yeah, but at the end of the point, day, so. you're, you're, you know, you're you know crapping all over the franchise. But, but I think you know? that that's the problem. They kind of poo-pooed the franchise by yeah. doing that. And then on top of that, it kind of bleeds out, not just to the movies, but... Well, the movie is bad. Why would I want to? If I'm a comic fan and I don't know much about the Fantastic Four, why do I want to pick up the book? Right. Yeah. Or, or the, the toys, or, or play the, the yeah. video game. So or it anything just the else. whole right. kind of thing gets kind of poo pooed on it. Right. It doesn't. It doesn't yeah. help it, it, it. It tarnishes the whole franchise and the legacy. Because yeah. I mean, think about what Fantastic Four was. I mean, I mean uh, Fantastic Four was like the first family. They were of comics. everywhere, and they, they were in everybody, and they, and they were also like you know they were going, hey, we're gonna go over here, and we're gonna go check us out here. They they were like like uh, the first cameos. They were cameoing everywhere, and. It was like, like they, they would the thing would come out, pop books. out everywhere, and like yeah. he would be, you know, hanging out with people and doing stuff. And and the Fantastic Four was like a, you know, the, f- I don't know what you would call it, like the original like Justice League. They were like the people. Well, also, it was like it was like the first cosmic comic. Book. It was, yeah. yeah. I mean, because I mean, I remember as a kid reading it, and every issue it was like, oh my god, what 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 are they going to do next? Right. Yeah, or where you are know? they going to go next? Yeah. They could pop up anywhere in the galaxy. Yeah, it just never stopped. I mean, it just kept expanding and expanding. Exactly. You know, the threat levels rising. You know, the awesomeness level rising. Yeah. Uh, and and it's just the, the characters were all dynamic and different and interesting and like they their their backstories and the, all the way they connected and I think that's why people love the Fantastic Four is they were all a little bit different but they still had that common bond you know right. that brought them together and it just I, f- I agree with you guys I feel like that that franchise needs a reboot or uh, you know rehash it's way overdue it, it needs for like a it needs it needs some love it, need, it needs like if you were able if Chuck if if you were able to go in there and like do you know write a little uh, write a series for a year do something with it, I mean people would probably eat it up first of all but yeah. like. It's just that that f- people have kind of forgotten why the Fantastic Four were good. I think yeah. that's the main problem. People forget. And the bad thing is I think they've forgotten for a long time. I'm not talking like, oh, it's been a year or two. I think it's a 10, 15-year run. Where, right. And they even took the Fantastic Four book. They shelved it for a while at Marvel. Right. And I, I don't even know if there's a book out of Fantastic Four. I don't, I don't, I don't believe so. There's sort yeah. of a moratorium on them at the yeah. moment because right. you know, they're wrangling back and forth over the rights. Yeah. Sure. And they don't want to. Well, that happened with the X-Men, too, because for a while there was a moratorium on X-Men with the whole Fox deal. And they're just now, I don't know if it's this month or next month, where they're relaunching all the X-Men series, which I'm excited about because I love the X-Men. But it just seemed like for a while there, Marvel was like, well, if we don't make your movie, we don't care about having you in our comic books. And I was like, that's kind of... You're a comic book company, man. Why would you get rid of your character just because you're not making money off the movie? Well, exactly. they're all they're still straightening out the mess they made in the '80s, where they yes. basically they sold, sold everything that was not bolted down. They sold film rights to anybody walking the door. At one point, yeah. Archie Goodwin told me we've sold everything but the Inhumans. Wow. <laughs> and now ABC has the Inhumans because <laughs> yeah. that show starts here in like six months. So right. yeah. Wow. That's so true. they're all they're all out there. They're all yeah. in play. They're yeah. all on the street. Well, that's the thing. Once <laughs> once the MCU got so popular, it was like. What do you got, Howard the Duck? I'll buy that. It's yeah, like yeah. any character that wasn't bolted down, like people want to buy now. But I think Marvel's being smart enough; they're trying to keep everything in house now. So yeah, 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 that's you know. But of course, back in the '80s, they couldn't do that. They needed, yeah. they needed because the they were about off. to fold, if I remember correctly. Yeah, they were they were hurting. They weren't they profitable. Were. Yeah, right. and they needed the money. 
I mean, they had the editors, all the editors were writing movie treatments. Yeah. You know, without pay. I mean, they were on salary sitting in their offices writing movie treatments. Right. Uh, well, the, the story I'd always gotten, let me throw a big fat allegedly out there mm-hmm. so we don't get sued, was back then they were hurting so bad for money. That's the reason they sold Spider-Man and X-Men because I would think you would sell, like, the D-level celebrities before you got to the A, but they sold everything that wasn't bolted down because they're like, we need money to keep the lights on and the doors open. Yeah. Because yeah. at that time, comic books, and especially if I remember correctly, it's more like early 90s, that's when comics kind of went by the wayside for a little bit, and then they kind of made a resurgence in mid-2000s. But I remember, like, late 90s, it was kind of hit oh, or yeah. miss well, there like, for a while. Like, 93. I think it was the winter of 93. Yeah. And, and comics – they just fell off a cliff. Yeah. And the sales just fell off a cliff. And it never came back for it like a few years. And it still really isn't back where it was because no. back then conventions were crazy. You know, you know, even little local conventions are crazy. I Friends of mine who went from one shop to owning four shops. Yeah. You know, and then it all fell apart that winter. And Whatever it fell happened, apart like overnight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I, I remember back I in the I blame Valiant. Oh, do you? <laughs> I don't blame you on that. But I remember back in the day, especially like early 90s when we were, you know, middle schoolers, early high school, like it was like everybody was doing cross promotions. Like this character would show up in this book. There was multiple covers. There was the uh, foil covers. Yep, there right. was like, you know, who, who's going to be on this cover? And it was so many variants. And it was like one comic might have six different covers. And it was getting, especially for collectors, it was getting it crazy. Expensive. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think they were thinking more about the covers than they were about what was inside the comics. Yeah, and, that and I think that that's when it fell off. That's yeah, because, I mean, you had companies like Image, which were simply just throwing crap out there. Yeah. You know, and really the, the, the guts of the, most of those books really weren't worth reading. Right. And, and you know, kid, and we were selling the kids. Yeah. You can sell awful comics to adults forever. But yeah. kids were like. Uh, you this know, is I bad. I, I'm not yeah. spending my allowance Which on this anymore. Which stinks because they had, it, in my opinion, I love some of the image stuff. Like the Wildcats was good. The Savage Dragon was good. Like they had good characters. But you're right. Like in the beginning when they first started, they were gangbusters and they were great. And then after about a year or two, it kind of went in yep. the toilet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was mostly guys like uh, Rob Ledfield did Deadpool and a lot of the X-Men guys were the ones that left and st- started image, if I remember correctly. Right, yeah. Um, yeah. So, and I'm wondering at a certain point if they just started doing so well, they might have not have been in hands-on, if that makes any sense. Well, that and also they were looking at the money end of it. I mean, yeah. I know they were, Liefeld in particular, he was soliciting books mm-hmm. and then seeing what the orders were. Yeah. And if the orders were good enough, they started on issue one. And yeah. Like, well, anybody in comics knows you already got issue three in the can before you solicit issue one. Yeah. yeah. So, so you got a book that not only was like an afterthought, but it right. was also rushed into production. Right. right. And, you know, and there's just so much the market will bear. Like I said, especially kids. Kids just won't buy something. Well, also, kids have a very limited income, and if you yeah. burn them, then sure. they're like, uh, no, I'm yeah. not going to buy any yeah. of your stuff again because you burnt me because I bought this book, and it was my only $5 I had, right. and yeah. you gave me a garbage book. So. Plus, you know, puberty's kicking in. I'm mm-hmm. thinking about girls. I'm yeah. thinking about cars. Yeah. Right. And these comics aren't doing it for me anymore. It's yeah. Like you got you got to do something to pull them, you know, so they continue the comic book buying habit. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, you've got to have something to keep people coming to your store and keep them coming and buying. Because if you don't have, as a comic book fan myself, i got to say, like, it's got to scratch that itch. And if it's right. not scratching the itch that I have, I'm just going to stop buying. And, and, and yeah. that's happened with me off and on. Like, I'll get on a run where... You know, I'm getting six to ten books a month, and I'm buying like crazy. And then they'll just 
that itch is not getting scratched by the writers anymore or the book, and then I stop for a year, two years, and, and I think, I'll start back again. I think that was so, what was so confusing about like the new Fifty Two, and, oh, and like and then it was before so they did the much. Rebirth, when there was so DC much there. Started over As too. a comic book fan, like you know, it, it was confusing because you're like, well, what book do I need here? What book right. do I need here? I mean, the Court of the Owls was cool, and there's some integration there, and that was neat. But then there was like the whole Infinity, whatever it was, yeah. with Green Lantern, and I was just like all over the place. Like everything was like, you got to buy these issues, and then these issues, and then it got really expensive yeah. to want to keep up with the story, and then that was just really well, hard for the fans. A lot of times with those events, they're aiming more at retailers. Tr- so oh, that's true. That's a good point. To, to yeah. give the retailers a guideline on how to buy the books, yeah. to to you know, in order to encourage them to buy more. That's true. And uh, the retailers always go for it because, yeah, yeah okay, that, this is easy. You know, it's a it's a six-issue mini that ties into this 12-issue thing. Right. Yeah. Like, and, and, yeah, you gave me guideposts. So it's hard for an individual book to, to find its place. That's true. You know, and break out of the pack. Yeah, that's well, a good point, actually, about the retail side. DC because yeah. that DC Rebirth thing they've done, I think it's the best thing going. Like, Everything coming out of Rebirth that they just did a few months ago has been solid. Well, returning to your core is always a good idea. Yeah, yeah. and that's what I think. Is it's like true. they were like, "Look, we we screwed the pooch. We need to figure out how to right the ship." And then they well, also you need to give some creators their, their let them let them yeah. do what they do. You can't micromanage a whole line. Yeah, because you're going to end up with 52 comics that you like. Yeah, which hey, I wouldn't publish 52 comics I liked because yeah. it's it's all the same flavor. Yeah, right. you know, I mean. You 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 know get creators you can trust yeah. have a track record they hand their work in on time and just let them go wild yeah. Yeah. let them do what they do yep. you're guaranteed that fifty percent of lines gonna be breakout hits yeah you know I mean that's the math is there on your side it's true no yeah. and that's smart because like you said you know I like vanilla but not everybody likes vanilla right. so you don't want to make fifty two vanillas you want to make vanilla chocolate strawberry yeah. and I well, think that that's exactly and also what doing. on the flip side. People, a lot of people like Batman, and they want Batman. You know, they want him done right. So I mean, yeah. they also, you know, they, you, you've got to, you got to give that, you got to give the artists and the writers a little bit of creative liberties too. You can't just like, you know, put them in a jail cell and be like, all right, here's a little, gr- here's some crumbs for you. You know what I mean? You, you got to let them kind of expand their wings a little bit and be like, hey, right. this is. Uh, especially because a lot of people that write love comment. They love the source material, right? I oh mean, yeah, you love absolutely. the source material. Absolutely, it, it shows. The passion shows in your writing and your and your your art and everything. Like this is why I got into it in the beginning. You know, I love this character. I love these people. I love doing this, and let and it shows in their work. So I mean, let's let them let them do their but, thing. But you know, but when you have like a corporate image of what right. everything should be, yeah. you know, you 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 want a house look to the art. You want a house feel to the story. It's like. This is not a one-size-fits-all thing because comics is such a raw medium. Yeah, that true. That you can't. Yeah. It's, it's like rock and roll. You, you can't harness these guys. You can't say you've only got five minutes. You yeah. know, you know, you just gotta let it go. You need 32 pages done by May 1st. Give me a rough draft by this date. You know. Yeah, yeah, and then you, and then you leave them alone, even when they go off on a path that was unexpected or maybe you didn't like. Let's wait till the readers decide. Let's right. see how they feel about sure. it. Sure. I mean, that's always been my favorite editors were always the guys who were hands off. Yeah. You know, they came on when they needed to be. When you screwed up, they let you know. Yeah. But Hail Hydra. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. Otherwise, it was, you know, okay, just do what you do as long yeah. as you hand it in on time. Oh, my goodness. Oh. <laughs> wow but anyways we're super well, i mean i'm super excited i mean it's always great to see you uh yes. it's always great to talk to you and um i mean this is this is our third year at uh, yes. sci-fi barto we've been having a blast people need to go to main street comics memorabilia uh and we'll be tweeting and all that go check it out and instagram uh and instagram stuff. and go see mr chuck dixon uh and uh check out his uh you said when does the issue come out but uh kind of 
Spain Conquest. Uh, Spain Conquest comes out in May. I think you can order it now. You can order nice. it now. So go, so to your, go ahead and go to your yep. local comic book shop and pre-order it. And where can they find your books? You said Amazon? Amazon. Amazon. Just Amazon. go on Amazon, put my name in, Chuck Dixon. It'll show you everything that I got Nice. Going. Awesome. So. so, Chuck, thank you so much for joining us thank again so on the Happy you. Hour. Always Appreciate fun. It. Awesome. See you next year. <laughs> See you next year. <laughs>